My flavor of the month is Naval Ravikant, and I've been listening to his podcast on The Tim Ferriss Show, The Naval Podcast. Last night, I listened to his interview on Joe Rogan, and I have fallen in love with this concept that he talks about, which is the gig economy for knowledge workers. For context, it's important to understand Naval's understanding of the internet. He explained this on Joe Rogan's podcast last night. He said the internet creates one to two dominant players in every category. An Amazon, a Google, a Facebook, an Apple, a Visa, etc., etc., etc. And this is because of network effects. On the internet, because the cost of distribution is so low, because almost everyone, at least everyone with an internet access, can be a part of it, network effects effects become a huge deal. The reason why Instagram won, the reason why you post on Instagram stories versus other applications that have stories is because you know that's where everyone is going to see it. Every single person who downloads Instagram adds to the network effect of Instagram. All of these social media apps become more valuable the more people who join them because that's where the party is. And so what that means is that once one company gets ahead in terms of a network effect, it's very hard for anyone else to compete because the more people that join the most popular app, the more popular that app gets. It's a self-fulfilling cycle. And so what the internet creates is one to two dominant players in every category, but it also creates a long tail of very small businesses and competitors that can compete on being unique and personalized and niche. For instance, I recently just bought a book, The Rational Optimist by Matt Ridley. I'm about to start reading it. And I bought it from this bookstore called Semicolon, which is in Chicago. It's woman-owned, black-owned. And I bought it there instead of on Amazon, specifically because it was woman-owned and black-owned and it made me feel good. That's the only reason I would ever wait longer for it to arrive and pay more for it to get here versus what Amazon can offer. Amazon has won. It's the dominant player when it comes to books, but other small niche retailers can still compete on other things, on other value adds, on other niche specialized personalized value adds. And it's really un- it's important to understand that because what it means when you have one to two dominant players and then a long tail of smaller competitors is that the middle, the middle gets completely destroyed. The middle management companies. And this is another thing that Naval talks about, the atomization of the firm. You have the Amazons and the Googles, these very, very large companies, but then you have most companies that are going to end up being one to 10 people. The middle, the middle is what gets wiped out. And this is what he thinks leads to the gig economy of knowledge workers, similar to the way that someone can sign up for Uber, they can drive as much as they want, they can drive when they want, they have total control over how much they do it and how much money they make. Naval thinks that there will become a gig economy for knowledge workers. And similar to the way that you have these one to two dominant players in every vertical and category, you can have these smaller firms that compete in that same category, but on other things. And 
this is where that gig economy of knowledge workers comes into play. For instance, think about being a lawyer. Once the internet allows lawyers to offer their services as personal lawyers versus someone having to go to a larger law firm, that gives personal lawyers the ability to compete on other things, on their brand and on their reputation. The world that Naval sees is a world where you can wake up, you can go on something, and you can see a list of jobs that you can do. You can see the task, you can see how much you'll be paid for it, you can accept it, you can then do that job, and then someone can rate you, and you can live your life in this way. You can have complete control over how much you work, how much you make, total freedom. And to be clear, this is different than working at a job where you have a boss and it's different from running a company. We all become our own businesses, our own LLCs, our own S-corps. We become gig economy workers and we can decide to take a three-month vacation and then come back and work for a week and make enough money to pay for another one-month vacation. And this is a concept that really appeals to me because I care about freedom. I want to be able to work on the things I want to work on, think about the things that I want to do, and just be able to do it, to be able to wake up and go to sleep when I want, to be able to do the things that I want, and to be able to be useful and provide value in ways that are meaningful to me. And so the way that I am preparing for this gig economy for knowledge work, which I absolutely think is already here and will become more of a reality as time goes on, is number one, I'm building skills. I'm building my speaking skills, my writing skills. I'll have to build other skills eventually. I'm working on building my brand, RJB. I've built that brand within the company I work at, Plaid. I'm building it externally as well through this podcast. And I'm developing a low burn rate. One thing that's clear about this gig economy for knowledge work is that it will be different than having a consistent salary. When you have a consistent salary, you know that you're going to be making a certain amount of money every single month. And so you can just kind of spend recklessly because you know you're going to be making that money every month. When you do a gig economy for knowledge work, you may go long periods without making any money. And then you may have certain periods where you make a lot of money. And so you need to learn to save and budget and specifically have a low burn rate. If you're not spending that much money, then you have more freedom. You can decide not to take jobs. You can be much more deliberate in the jobs that you do take because you don't need to satisfy some rent or luxury or whatever it is because you have a low burn rate. You're not spending too much money. And if you put yourself in a position while you're working to actually save up a lot of money and then you can loan that out and make interest off of those payments, then you're fucking golden. You're in the best possible position. So this idea of a gig economy for knowledge work is something I'm very passionate about, something that inspires me, and something that I know I'm gonna be a part of.